welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory, Lord. May your name be exalted. May your name be exalted. Thank you, Father. Thank you for bringing us together. Lift up your voice and thank God. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our thanksgiving. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. May your name be exalted. May your name be lifted up high. We say thank Thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. We say thank you, O God, for gathering us in your presence one more time. May your name be exalted, O Lord. You are worthy, O God. You are worthy, O Lord. Tell Lord to speak to you this evening. Tell God to give you a word this evening. Tell God to bring his word to shine like light in your heart this evening. Lift up your voice and pray that, Lord, let your word spring forth in my life this evening. Let your word shine forth in my life this evening. Give me a rima. Give me a word that I can travel the week with, that I can travel the year with. Grant me rima this evening. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. May your name be exalted. May your name be exalted. We thank you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. That your word will come forth in power that your word will bring healing your word will bring transformation your word will bring translation from one kingdom into another kingdom in the name of Jesus we give you all the praise in Jesus mighty name shout a louder amen and take your seats in the presence of the Lord Hallelujah. I welcome you all to today's teaching service on behalf of our resident pastor, Pastor Prince Nyakun, wherever he is, we want to thank him and celebrate him. Put your hands together and appreciate the gift of God to us as a church. We want to say, Pastor, we love you and God keep you and bless you for us. Amen. We welcome our online church as well as they join in today's teaching service. As you join in today's service, may God lift you up and may God bless you in the name of Jesus. As part of the special teaching service that pastor is taking, last week we saw pastor teaching us on God's divine agenda. Hallelujah. And in the era or in the season where the churches, as we are celebrating our anniversary under the theme prosperity, pastor promised that we will continue the teaching on the covenant of God. Hallelujah. So tonight our teaching service is that the covenant. The covenant. Hallelujah. 
want to understand what the covenant stands for. I want to understand what the covenant means. Amen. And I'm believing God that at the end of tonight's meeting, your life will be transformed in the name of Jesus. God will bring a great deposition of his blessings into our lives in the name of Jesus. The covenant is God's divine hammer for breaking financial hardship in the lives of people. When we say the covenant of God, it is the tool or the weapon that God is using to break every financial hardship in the life of Christians. When an individual is undergoing a financial difficulty, one of the things that can relieve that person of that difficulty is when the person engages God in a covenant. Or when the person has a deeper understanding about the covenant he or she has with God. An understanding of the covenant will make you prevail over every odd in your life. When you have an understanding of what the covenant demands or what the covenant stands for, you become a Christian who has an advantage over the difficulties of life. Until you get to a point where you have a deeper understanding about what the covenant means, you will live an ordinary life. That is why the Bible says that for hearing they shall hear, but they will not understand. Most of us come to church and we hear sermons, but we cannot connect the sermon to the covenant of God. And by so doing, we are denied of the blessings of God. But tonight, I pray that a certain anointing and a certain understanding will come upon us and will cause us to grant, to walk in the covenant of God in the name of Jesus. You must be born again and you must have a working knowledge of the covenant. Every child of God, when you become born again, you enter into covenant with God. When you become born again, there is a spiritual transaction that takes place in the realm of the spirit. Every born again Christian is a covenant child of God. Say, I am a covenant child of God. Oh, you didn't mean it. Say, I am a covenant child of God. When you enter or when you become born again, that relationship you enter with God gives you access to become a partaker of that covenant with God. And you have to get to the point where your knowledge about that covenant becomes a weapon or a tool on which God can use to bless you. Most of us don't even understand the dictate or the demands of the covenant that we are in with God. Or what type of covenant we need to enter into. But tonight our eyes will be opened as we open the scriptures in the name of Jesus. No matter how the intensity of hardship in the land, the covenant of God will distinguish you. Ghana can be so difficult and hard. The economies of the world can make you stranded. But if you have a covenant with God, your story is different. Why? Because you function under a different economy. 
The child of God, no matter how hard life becomes, should walk with a certain understanding that as far as I have a covenant with God, it doesn't matter how hard the economy is. I will be lifted and I will be prosperous in the name of Jesus. The covenant distinguishes the believer from the crowd. It separates the life of the believer from the life of the ordinary man. That is why in the book of Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 downwards, though there was a famine in the land, but Isaac was distinguished. Isaac was separated as a man who had covenant with God. He prospered in the midst of hardship. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. This is the difference, you see, the understanding we have about the covenant brings about the difference between the life of a winning Christian and a losing Christian. So you ask yourself, why are some people in church doing well and others not doing well? It is the secret of the covenant. It is the secret that they have a certain understanding about what the covenant entails and they are engaging the covenant. For a Christian to be a winning Christian, he needs a certain understanding of what the covenant demands. So though you are a chosen Christian, you are an ordained Christian, you have been called out by God, you accept you walk in the covenant that you have with God, you cannot prosper. So you can be chosen as a Christian. Bible says in John chapter 15 verse 16, he said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Yeah. You can be chosen, but if out of your choosing, you don't walk in the covenant, your choosing will not yield any prosperity. You, for example, somebody can be selected to enter into a secondary school, but when you don't have the capacity to go to that school, though you have been chosen, computer has selected you but because you lack the capacity to enter into that school you'll be denied access so most christians are chosen by god first peter chapter 2 verse 9 say that you are a chosen generation you are chosen but ask yourself am i walking in covenant with god am i walking in the covenant of god's instruction and prosperity Hallelujah. Hardship is not for the believer. Hardship is not for you. Difficult situations are not meant for you. It is not part of God's destiny for you. That is not the designed destiny for your life. And until you become a Christian who has that kind of understanding, you will take every hardship, every difficulty you go through as a normal occurrence. Because you don't understand that the covenant qualifies you for a level of prosperity. I pray that may God help us and make us understand the covenant and use it to prosper us in the name of Jesus. 
3 John chapter 2. 3 John 2, actually. 3 John 2. Italagaba. 2. 1 verse 2. Aladaba. So, John writing to the people said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and thou, that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. The wish of the man of God, the wish of the apostle was that he wished above all things that the people of God, the church, will prosper and be in good health. Last week, pastor was teaching us that the world wants to do everything to make us think that if you prosper, is a bad thing. But this is the wish of a man of God. This is the wish of the early apostles saying, my greatest wish is not for you to pray. It's not for you to be delivered. It's not for you to be sanctified. But my greatest wish is that you will prosper and you'll be in good health. I pray that may God's greatest wish concerning our lives, concerning this scripture, manifest in our lives in the name of Jesus. Yeah. The desire of God is that you will prosper. Say, I wish above everything. I wish above everything. I wish above your salvation. I wish above your fasting and prayer that you will prosper and be in good health. God is so interested in your well-being. God is so interested in your prosperity that he has destined you to be on top and remain there forever. Can you have another version? Maybe ESV, a lighter one. He says that, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are healthy in body as you are strong in the spirit. So most of us can be strong in the spirit, but when it comes to the body, when it comes to physical things, material things, we are very weak. But the wish of God is that we will prosper by the covenant and we will prosper in the spirit as well. Hallelujah. God is interested in your prosperity. Bible says that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children and not our hardship. Let's read it. Psalm 35, Psalm 35 verse 27. God takes pleasure in our prosperity. Follow the teaching. God takes pleasure in our prosperity. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Did you see that? He said, God has pleasure. God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Other versions say that God is entertained by the well-being of his servants. As you prosper, it, it is a game in the eyes of God. As you prosper, it is an interesting sight. It is a delight to God to look at you prosper. God is excited when he sees his children doing well. I pray that may you not feel guilty 
for prospering in the name of Jesus. Yeah. May you prosper unapologetically. And you, you have no explanation and you owe nobody any explanation why you are prospering because you are a child of the covenant. Many Christians are stranded because they are still doing try and error. Huh. They are stranded because they, they, they lack a certain understanding. So today they are trying technique A, tomorrow they are trying technique B because they want something to just pick and work for them. But the child of God has to have an understanding that prosperity is a surety. Prosperity is the only option because God takes pleasure. He is paying attention to your well-being. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 7 Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 7 Kaladaba Shambaladaba Okay For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land Say the Lord will bring me to a good land Yeah Say, the Lord thy God bringeth me or thee into a good land. A land of brooks of water. Many brooks of water. It wasn't even talking about just one brook of water. May God give you a multiple stream income in the name of Jesus. Yeah. May you draw from brooks of waters and drink from different fountains in the name of Jesus. For thy God a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depth that spring out of valleys and hills. Let's continue. Verse 8. We are reading to 10. A land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranate and a land of oil, olive and honey. Ah, Listen, please stay there. It says that your, the land that God is taking us into is full of wheat and barley. Listen, may your hard work be rewarded by these blessings in the name of Jesus. May the covenant carry you and place you into this prosperity in the name of Jesus. Yeah. A land full of these good things. A land full of oil. Olive. And a land full of honey. May the Lord satisfy your mouth with the sweet honey. Verse 9. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Listen. You will eat bread without scarcity in the name of Jesus. When you eat, you will not think about the next day. Because God is your supply. In the name of Jesus. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. Ah, this is a good word. Listen, when we go home, let's take this scripture and sit down and eat it again. Say, you shall not lack anything in that land. May your next place or destination that God is about to take you, may it be full to the point that you will lack no good thing in the name of Jesus. That is the blessing we call nothing missing, nothing lacking. You will not lack anything in the name of Jesus. A land whose stones are iron 
and out of whose hills thou shalt thou mayest dig brass may minerals come out of your land in the name of Jesus may precious stones be found in your land in the name of Jesus may your ground not be dry may your land not be dry may your land yield its fruit in the name of Jesus verse 10 say when thou had eaten and thou art full hey, this is what the covenant can do in a man's life the covenant can let you eat and be full. Maybe you have not been satisfied in this life. Maybe your marriage doesn't bring a certain level of satisfaction. God is saying, the land that by the covenant I'm taking you into, you will eat and you will be full. Say your loudest amen in the name of Jesus. Yeah. When thou hast eaten and art full, when thou shalt bless the Lord. You see, it's connecting your prosperity. It's connecting all the blessings to thanksgiving. Into you being grateful to God. It means that the source of all the things that he was enjoying came out from God. So he's saying, and thou shalt bless the Lord thy God. For the good land he giveth unto you. Lift up your right hand. Say, oh God, I take hold of my good land. In the name of Jesus, put your hands together for the Lord. You will enter into that good land by the covenant. Yeah. By the time our month of prosperity, this month ends, may God prosper us in the name of Jesus. Let's jump to verse 18 verse 18. There is something we call the power to get wealth. We want to look into that. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. You see, the scripture says that it is God that gives you power to get wealth. It is God that delivers the ability for abundance into the hands of a man. That is why it's an error to have too much confidence in a man for your prosperity than in God. Because he said, for God giveth the power to get wealth. God, he giveth the power to get wealth. May that power come upon us tonight. Oh, your amen is weak. I said, may that power come upon us tonight in the name of Jesus. Yeah. It is God. See, the covenant is sweet. Imagine just by being in this covenant with God, you have power to create wealth. You have power to be a wealthy woman or a man. May it be your portion in the name of Jesus. This is what we call the power to get wealth or the ability for abundance. This is not a promise that you claim in prayer or a desire that you lay hold in fasting. It is an agreement you enter with God which gets him committed to you and your needs it goes beyond just 
praying about it that I take hold of the power to make world. He said, it is when you consciously enter into an agreement with God. You consciously enter into an agreement with God and that agreement binds God to you and to your needs. That agreement makes God committed that until I bless this man, until I lift this one up, I am bound by my word because I am in a covenant with him. So the Bible says, my covenant will I not break. It means that when God is in a covenant with you to prosper you, he will go far and wide to make that prosperity come to pass in the name of Jesus. Wealth in the kingdom answers to a quality covenant walk with God. Wealth in the kingdom. Wealth in the kingdom. It answers to a quality walk with God. Covenant walk with God. And not by prayer per se. So it shouldn't surprise us that we see a lot of prayer power. Prayer is very good to establish that. Prayer is not bad. But we are saying that by covenant you cannot say you want to be prospered or you cannot say you want to enter into kingdom wealth only by prayer it takes covenant work with God it takes covenant practitioners who are able and lifted by God to walk in strange wealth no wonder Job was one of the wealthiest men in the east yeah where he was so bible says in job chapter 1 verse 5 i think say that job had a covenant with god that every time when his children gathered together he would make a sacrifice to god and bible says this he did continually he entered into a covenant with god that i would do this continually and as job stayed consistent to that covenant God made him the greatest man in the whole of the East. A quality covenant work with God. There is a land in the spirit realm where when a man is planted, he lacks nothing. He lacks nothing. There is a place in the spirit when God picks your life and plants you in that place. There is no lack and there is no want in your life. Your marriage has no lack. Your finances has no lack. Your academics have no lack. Your children have no lack. There is nothing that you lack in your life. I pray that may God take us to that place in the name of Jesus. Oh, your amen is weak. May God take us to that place in the name of Jesus. It is a land, that land we are talking about for people who are in covenant with God. That land is a land full of treasures. That land is a land full of brooks. That land is a land full of rivers and abundance. May God take us there in the name of Jesus. 
you will find yourself planted in that glorious land in the name of Jesus. It will be like a dream. You will wake up the same way you are today. And the next time, your story has turned in the name of Jesus. There is a land of plenty in the kingdom where you enter by a covenant practice. There is a land of plenty where you can only enter by a covenant practice. You can make a covenant with God every Saturday. I want to clean all the chairs. And consistently as you do that, God opens up that land and that atmosphere becomes your reality. I pray that may your consistency draw some level of prosperity and plenty in the name of Jesus. Yeah. God will open up your life to enjoy prosperity in the name of Jesus. You shall eat butter and honey this year. Oh, it's a declaration. I said you shall eat butter and honey this year. You shall eat butter and honey this year. You shall eat butter and honey this year. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Last week, pastor made us read the scripture. Talking about Jesus, a prophetic word concerning the birth of our Messiah. Say that therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Verse 15. Look at this. Say, butter and honey shall he eat. I said you shall eat honey and butter in the name of Jesus. Butter and honey shall he eat. Other versions say yogurt and honey. My goodness. You, you just play with your imagination that you are eating yogurt and honey. May your mouth be filled with good things in the name of Jesus. Yeah. That was Jesus' lifestyle. Jesus' constant. Father, make Make yogurt and honey our daily bread in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Fill our mouth with butter and honey. Every covenant child of God who partake of this blessing in the name of Jesus. You are not sent to eat sand and gravel. It means that in place of the butter and honey, others are eating sand and gravel. But you are exempted from that wickedness in the name of Jesus. Yeah. If there is anything that will enter your mouth this year, it will be yogurt, it will be butter, it will be honey in the name of Jesus. Poverty does not make you look like Christ. Poverty does not make us look like Christ. It is the opposite of the image of God has for our lives. Therefore, I pray that anything that doesn't make you look like Christ, including poverty, may God deliver us from it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Anything that gives us an 
an image, a reflection that makes the world question our God. Because it's, ah, you are always going to church, you are always praying. Why are you still at this level? Anything that makes you question your faith in God. May God take that thing and turn it around and make you prosperous in the name of Jesus. Psalm 45 verse 4. Psalm 45 verse 4. It says that in thy majesty ride, oh Jesus. Can we read it together? The first line. Say, one, two, go. In thy majesty, ride prosperously. Yeah. In, in your majesty. So, even when you are getting out of the bed in your house, majestically, as a, as a covenant child of God, ride prosperously. Maybe a lighter version will do. ESV, GNT, NLT. ESV says that in your majesty ride out victoriously for the cause of truth and meekness. Uh Uh-huh. It says that in your majesty ride out of victory. My goodness. In your majesty. It means that you have to have the, the mindset of a royal because the child who is into covenant with God is in covenant with the king of kings. That is why majesty is supposed to be your character. Hallelujah. You have a mandate to walk majestically and ride in prosperity and ride out in victory. Jesus when he was on earth Bible gives us a lot of scriptures about him showing that he was riding in prosperity and in majesty while on it. So the man we are following was riding in prosperity. We can't do lesser than he was doing. He was riding in victory. Listen, Jesus was a rich man. <laughs> If he wasn't rich, I'm not sure the soldiers would gamble with the clothes he was wearing. Do you understand? It means whatever he was wearing was worth a gamble. So Jesus was riding in majesty and in prosperity whilst he was on earth. To feed 5,000 people is a rich man's job. Hallelujah. Some families are two and they can't feed themselves. But the man was a majestic rich person. To command an accountant to leave the job to follow you, it means that you you are a powerful person. Matthew had to just abandon his profession and follow him. Luke, Dr. Luke had to abandon. It means Jesus was powerful. He was a rich man. Hallelujah. May God cause you to ride in life majestically and prosperously in the name of Jesus. You can teach or talk about prosperity or even be taught about prosperity and still be poor. Because prosperity or or 
the making of of someone to become prosperous is not dependent on just the teaching is when you can actually move the teaching from being a head knowledge and you practice the covenant. So in Acts chapter 1, he says, these are the things which Jesus both, which Jesus both taught and did. Uh-huh. So whatever teaching you have, you have to practice it. Or it will only be head knowledge for us. But I pray that God will grant us the strength and the grace to practice this covenant in the name of Jesus. You have to understand how the covenant works for it to work for you. You have to have a good understanding, an in-depth knowledge of what the covenant entails. If you want the covenant to work for you, Proverbs chapter 13 verse 15 says that a good understanding gives favor. When you have a good understanding of a matter, it gives favor. But the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the transgressor is very hard. But when you have an understanding of what you are doing, it makes your life favorable. I want us to look at one of the patriarchs, the great man who walked with God, Abraham. Some of the things that God told him and how his life turned out. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 verse 2. So the verse 1 talks about God calling Abraham out of his household, out of his father and mother's house and taking him to another place. So verse 2, it says that God's covenant with Abraham included these blessings. So listen to what God is telling him. And I will make of thee a great nation. You can put your name there. That God will make me, Roland, a great nation. He said, and I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Hallelujah. So, please go back. Verse 2. Yeah. I will make thee a great nation, number one. I will bless thee, number two. I will make thy name great, number three. Thou shalt be a blessing, number four. Verse three. And I will bless them that bless thee, the fifth blessing. And curse him that cursed thee, fifth. Sixth, sorry. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed, seven blessings. Each of these seven blessings manifested in the life of Abraham. Why? Because my covenant will I not break. God said it. Therefore, he was bounded by that word. I said that when a man walks in covenant with God, his, his, his walk with God makes God committed to providing his needs and blessing him. So whatever blessing that God pronounced on Abraham, throughout their work, God made it manifest in the life of Abraham. May every promise that God has made concerning your life, may every blessing that God has made concerning your life, may that blessing manifest in the name of Jesus. May you become every blessing 
that is on your head. May every prophetic word hanging over your destiny manifest in the name of Jesus. So let's see how Abraham became these blessings that were pronounced on him. Chapter 13 verse 2. Genesis chapter 13 verse 2. So have that chapter 12 verse 2 to 3 in mind and see how God changed the life of Abraham. He said, and Abraham was very poor, right? Is that what the Bible is saying? And Abraham was very needy. No. He said, and Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver and in gold. Whatever blessing that God said he would give to him in chapter 12 verse 2 and 3. It says in verse chapter 13 verse 2. Say, and Abraham was very rich in cattle. God's word doesn't exaggerate. So for Bible to put very there, it means the guy was very rich. He was rich in cattle, in silver and in gold. May you become rich in cattle. May you become rich in business. May you become rich in gold. In the name of Jesus. Riches is the will of God for your life. So when you become rich, you shouldn't be ashamed of becoming rich. You can only prosper by reason of your covenant work with God. And that is what happened in the life of Abraham. Abraham left the house and was chasing after God and God made sure he has prospered him. I pray that as you enter into this season of prosperity, may God prosper you by your covenant work in the name of Jesus. We will find out from Abraham's story that Abraham stopped chasing after men. Because in the verse 1 of Genesis chapter 12, he says that God called him out of his kindred. So if Abraham's father had some property for him, God separated him from that inheritance. God wanted Abraham to have a, depend, a total dependence on him. A mindset that says, God is my only source. So he said, get out of your country. Disconnect from every human supply. So stop chasing after men and money and lay hold on the covenant. Stop chasing after men. <laughs> Pastor will say you momo somebody that, oh, today is no good. Can you help a brother or a sister out? Stop chasing after men and lay hold on the covenant. God disconnected Abraham from the family. Disconnected him from his father's house. So if there was an uncle that was rich and could help Abraham, God disconnected him. Because the place where he was about to take Abraham, no man was supposed to take credit for it. The place that God is about to take you. If someone keeps helping you, God cannot take the glory. If somebody keeps giving you the money, God cannot take the glory. So he will separate you because he wants you to qualify for that inheritance. There is a time in life that money begins to fail. Yeah. 
So you have chased money, 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 money. And it comes to a point where money cannot solve your problems again. No, no huge amount of money can solve your problems. There have been people who has, have money to pay the bills of their relatives when they are sick. But that money couldn't bring back their sick relatives. It means there is a limit when it comes to money. Money will fail like it did in the days of Egypt. That's what pastor showed us. That there was a time in Egypt that Joseph, when he was the farming period, he said that there was no one who could use money to do anything. They had their money, but they couldn't use it to buy. So if you were the person who was always chasing money, you could have a lot of money in your account, but it was useless. It was useless. But if you have been practicing the covenant of God, though you, you have the money and they are saying it is useless, God will still find a way to supply your need. Because God's currency, God's economy does not fail. Money will fail, but God's covenant does not fail. I pray that God's covenant concerning your life will be perpetually producing result in your life in the name of Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 25. Thou sayest the Lord, if my covenant be not with day and night, let's take a... a, a um, GNT. Okay. Okay. But I, the Lord, have, have a covenant with day and night. And I have made the laws that control earth and the sky. Uh-huh. He said that God is saying, I have made a covenant with day and night. And I have made laws that controls the earth and the sky. Verse 26. Okay, and just as surely I have done this, I will maintain my covenant with Jacob's descendants. So, God's commitment to the covenant was eternal. He's saying, because I have a covenant with the day and night, with controlling the earth and the sky, I will also have a covenant with the descendants of Jacob and with the servant of David and with my servant David. And that covenant God had with Jacob was as a result of the covenant God had with the father Abraham. Hallelujah. So you can be the initiator of that covenant in your family. Of that blessing in your family. So as you step into that era, your children's children's children will enjoy that blessing in the name of Jesus. So in other words, God was saying that as long as there is day and night, know that my covenant with you is continually in full force. Hallelujah. Whatever God has said concerning your life, as long as day and night remain, as long as the earth and the sky remains, 
God's word of prosperity concerning your life will forever remain. Can I hear your loudest amen? Wealth is with God. Wealth is with God. If someone tells you that I have found wealth in some place, let's go and take it. And there is no God factor. It is a lie. True wealth is with God. True riches is with God. But he has given men the power to get it. And that's the verse we read in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. True wealth is with God. And anyone who enters into that covenant gets access to the wealth of God. Anyone who enters into that covenant, anyone who consciously walks in the covenant, walks into that, into that blessing, into that wealth. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. All those who operate the covenant have testimonies to show. Show me a man who is a covenant practitioner. Show me a man who is walking in covenant with God. That I am committed to singing to God every week. I am committed to praying for the church every week. I am committed to supporting the work of God. That man will have enough, more than enough testimonies to show. That man's life will be littered with many testimonies. I pray that may your covenant practice draw you many testimonies in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So if you are lacking some, some testimonies in your life, check whether you are walking in covenant with God. Is there something in your life that binds God to your well-being? Is there something in your life that keeps God committed to your well-being? It says the prayers and the arms of Cornelius was lifted like a memorial before God. That was a covenant. The guy had a covenant with God that he would give arms and pray. When King Hezekiah was in danger and was about to die, the covenant he had with God was invoked and God remembered him. Covenant wealth is not an issue of lack and chance. So, some might believe that, oh, one day, one day, or one day, me too, something dramatic will happen in my life and by luck and chance I'll break through. Covenant practices or covenant wealth don't work by chance. Men consciously commit themselves and lay down their lives on the altar of that sacrifice and covenant. You consistently take up a covenant you consistently take up a vow a charge and you keep that charge to the end and out of keeping that covenant god brings your blessings and promotes your life in a marvelous way and you see this has nothing to do with our geographical location it doesn't matter 
where you find yourself. It has no, no bearing on your location. It has no bearing on your age. It has no bearing on your gender. Yeah. If they were in Israel and they practiced it and it worked for them, you can be in Accra, Sakumono, and you practice the same covenant and it will work for you. Hallelujah. May God bring back the days where the children of God will, will, will remember God of our covenant and he will intervene speedily into our affairs. Yeah. That after service one day, there is a challenge in your life. You just lie on this altar and say, God, remember my covenant with you. And God just remembers and says, ah, it's true. You have a covenant. Then he turns the situation around. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. God will turn your life around. Within the twinkle of an eye, your, your story is transformed. And you have been turned into another man. And you have been turned into another man. The economy of a nation has no effect on the covenant. The economy of it. So you can be in Ghana and everybody in the nation is complaining, but you will sing a different song. You will sing a different song. You will not be, you will not be moved by the news flying that the economy is hard, there are no jobs, whatever bad news is flying. When you are covenanted, when you are a covenant child of God, when you are practicing the covenant, something plants you in a fruitful land. And no matter your environment, no matter what is happening in your surroundings, something gives you a testimony, a testimony that is different from that of the crowd. No, no wonder there was whole darkness in Egypt, but Goshen had light. That Goshen was in, in Egypt. But still there was light in the place. May you be the Goshen in your family in the name of Jesus. May you be the special place that God will spare every bad news and every hardship in the name of Jesus. As we break the financial hardship, may God separate your life and make you special in that family. So you go to the office and everybody is complaining about how the boss is bad, how the salary is not enough, how this is that, this is this, and you, you smile because Jesus is in your boat and you have a new, you have a covenant with him and your story is different. So they ask, ah, why is it that what we are talking about, you are not participating? They don't know that you have a certain covenant with God and that covenant is preserving your life. Jesus was in the boat one day. The storm blew and everybody lost their, their bearing. The disciples, everybody was flying, but the man was sleeping. May you sleep in the midst of your storm in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus had a covenant. He had an assurance in God. So he was sleeping. When they are laying people off in your job, sleep. Because you have a covenant with God. Yeah. 
Because the God who took you there will sustain that job because you are keeping a charge. You are keeping a covenant. You are keeping your relationship with him. And you say, mm, this is my son. This is my daughter. I will make a way for her. May God preserve your place in the name of Jesus. May no man take your position in the name of Jesus. May another man not take your place in the name of Jesus. May every seat preserved for you be preserved for you and you alone in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. If there is an opportunity that will show up, God will make sure you will be the only qualified person for that job in the name of Jesus. Because the covenant you have with him binds him to his word. I'm sure there were points where God wanted to just give up on Abraham. But his word bound him. He said, no, I've said this to Abraham. I have to keep it. I have to keep it. There is something that God has said to you because of your faithfulness and your commitment to his work. And that covenant is ready not to break. See, God is the only gracious father that we are in covenant with him and he's still helping us to keep our part of the covenant. If you are in, in an agreement with someone, sometimes you would want them to default so that at least you take advantage and take more of the thing. But God is saying no. Though I see your shortcoming, though I see your inadequacies, I want to still help you to keep this covenant so that I can bless you. So in times where you are unfaithful, you are not able to keep your part of the covenant. He shows up and says, I will keep my covenant and I will make sure you prosper. May God stand by you. May God stand with you in that situation and help you keep that covenant till the end in the name of Jesus. Yeah. May God help us. Lift up your right hand and speak in tongues for the next 10 seconds. Somebody call on God to help you. Help me, Lord, to keep that covenant. Every vow that we have said, oh God, every pledge, every covenant that we have entered into with you, grant us the grace to keep it. We said we would do ABC, but sometimes we are weak. Grant us the grace to keep that word. Grant us the grace to remain committed, to remain faithful to that word. So that God, you stand with us and prosper us. You will stand with us and bless us. Grant us the grace. Turn our atmospheres around. Turn this atmosphere around and prosper us, Lord. Shift, shift, shift. Shift, shift this atmosphere of lack and want and make it a prosperous one by your covenant, by your covenant, in Jesus' mighty name, shout your loudest, Amen.
Put your hands together for the Lord. The guy was in a bad situation. He was a cripple. He was already down in life. He, he couldn't help himself. Somebody had to carry him. That might be your story. That might be the situation you find yourself in. You are down there. You are down there. But God is bringing help because of his covenant. God is reactivating that covenant over our life to bring a watershed of prosperity and wealthiness in our lives. Psalm 66 verse 12. Psalm 66 verse 12. That's our final scripture. We are closing. He said that thou had caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Thou, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. How many of us have gone through some high waters this year and even last year? Yeah. It was so hard. So hard for nations even. It was so hard for companies to, to keep their, their employees. Employers, sorry. It was so hard for parents to even manage families. It was so hard for president to manage nations. It was so hard. For thou had caused men to go over our heads. We went through fire. We went through fire. We went through hell. Life was difficult. We went through water. It, was, it looked as if we were getting drowned. It looked as if your head was underwater and you were suffocating and you were about to die. But look, the child who had a covenant, he said, but God brought me out. May God bring you out of that fire. May God bring you out of that water. May God bring you out of that trouble. May God bring you out of that distress. May God bring you out of that financial hardship. In the name of Jesus. But thou brought us out into a wealthy place. Not by magic, but by the covenant. Because he said, thou shalt not leave my soul in hell to die. That was Jesus. It means anybody who has a covenant with God will not be left down there. Down there. God will not leave you there. He will reach out to you and he will pull you out. I see God pulling you out to your worthy place in the name of Jesus. I see God bringing you to the place of abundance. Your covenant worthy place as you choose to obey God through the terms and conditions of this covenant. May God plant your feet on higher grounds. May God plant your feet in deep oils. May God plant your feet in fruitfulness. May God plant your feet in prosperity. May God plant your feet in his blessings. Can you stand up and pray and thank God that God is bringing you out of the waters. God is bringing you out. Thank God that God is bringing you out of the waters. Lift up your voice and thank God. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you for bringing us out Lord. 
Thank you for the covenant that you have with us. That your word will be fulfilled in our life. That your prophetic word of prosperity, your prophetic word of fruitfulness this year will manifest in our lives, will manifest in our destinies, will manifest in this church, will manifest in our families, will manifest in this nation. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 For moving our feet from the merry clay and planting us on a higher ground. Thank you, Jesus. Bring that mother out of that merry clay, Lord. Bring that child out of that merry clay. Pray and tell God, Father, out of this covenant, out of this covenant, take me to my worthy place. Take me to my prosperous land. Take me to my fulfilled ground. Take me to my blessing. Lift up your voice and pray that out of this covenant, may God make you a great nation. May God make you a blessing. May God make your name great. Out of this covenant, may God make you lack nothing good in this year. Father, take men and women in this church and take us to our worthy place, O God. Take us to our prosperous place, O Lord. Plant our feet on that land of milk and honey. Plant our feet of that land where we will drink yogurt and milk. Make us rich in gold. Make us rich in silver. Make us rich in cattle, O God. May none in this church be poor. May none in this church lack anything good. Let the oils of prosperity, let the grace of prosperity, let the mantles of prosperity fall on us, O oh God, by this covenant, O oh God. Lift up your voice and pray that God take me to my worthy place. God take me to my fruitful ground. In this year of fruitfulness, make me exceedingly great. Make me exceedingly great. Make me exceedingly great. Let our businesses flourish. Let our businesses flourish. Let companies flourish. Let your water, let your water of prosperity, water us, oh God. Let the rains of, of prosperity fall, oh God. Let it fall. Let it bring a new season. Let it bring a new cloud. Let it bring a new atmosphere. We, we reinforce our covenant. We reinforce our covenant. In the name of Jesus. We are praying our final prayer. That God give me an understanding of the covenant. 
and help me walk in it. Two in one. God, give me an understanding of this covenant and help me walk in it. Help me stay committed to it. Listen, he said that when the woman who lost the coin, Luke chapter 15, found the coin, she kept it and was rejoicing. Yeah, she didn't throw the coin away again. She realized she has lost a great treasure and she took the coin and she rejoiced. Pray that God, give me an understanding of this covenant that I have with you. Let me understand. When you don't understand, something you abuse the thing because you don't understand you don't even know how to handle this covenant pray that God give me a deeper understanding of how to keep this work with you of how to keep this covenant with you somebody lift up your voice and pray that God help me help me help me Lord to walk with you help me to keep this covenant that would change my level help me to keep this covenant that would change my income help me to keep this covenant that would change my harvest help me Lord help me help me Give me that understanding of my breakthrough. Give me that understanding of my prosperity. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Help me. Until the children of Israel and had an understanding of the times and seasons, they couldn't conquer their enemies. Pray that God will give you an understanding. Give us that understanding Lord give us that understanding Lord iko malakapa ikezegedeve rabababababababa redeleko shaba ilokana mashahalakapa thank you Jesus ziko beledeve shehelekeba zulegeni malada siku ukapa ah lakani mekezegu akada zimelekadakapa for my waters will gush out and it will water every dry ground. Many tasty souls will be watered. Many dry lands will be watered. They will be flooded with my prosperity and my blessing would I not withhold. My waters will gush out. My waters of prosperity will gush out. My waters of prosperity will gush out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Clap your hands and celebrate the word of God. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.